So before we get into the nooks and crannies of this week's episode, I want to talk to you a little bit something that I have been creating in the background and it is now released for you amazing people to purchase. I have created a e-travel journal. So what this is, it is designed by yours truly and it is a digital download that you can buy for only nine Canadian dollars and it is yours to keep forever. Nine Canadian dollars is just over five pounds and it's an amazing price for one and two, the fact that you buy it once and you keep forever and the fact that you can copy it for every different travel, the way the pages are laid out, it's just a perfect evening journal to reflect on the day and it does really create an amazing keepsake. I know my first two, three summer camp seasons, I bought a notebook because I couldn't find a travel journal that met my needs and I journaled every night just because I wanted to remember the fun story or the silly anecdote or how I was feeling that day and just it became something so special, something better than any souvenir I could buy because this was exactly how I was feeling in that moment and 10 years down the line I still look through them every time I go back home and I reread them and I'm like oh that was a funny story, I can't believe I forgot that story or oh my god that time was wild And it's really helped me when creating this podcast to flick back and read through some of those passages to really help and reflect what I was feeling all those years ago. So get yours today. You can get it at um, my store. It's available via Instagram and it's at stan.score slash Brit in the six. So get yours today. You won't regret it. Now, on to today's episode. Hello and welcome. You're listening to Bits and Pieces for the Summer Camp Newbie by me, Bethany Wright. Hello and welcome back to Bits and Pieces for the Summer Camp Newbie with me, Bethany. Thank you so much for joining me every week. I hope you have been able to keep up with this amazing content over the summer and if not I hope you're enjoying binging it now when you're not getting too sick of my voice at this point. As we are coming to the end of August I wanted to do a little bit of storytelling and let you in on some of the after camp travel routes that I have personally taken. Now we all know that after camp travels are exciting and they get you to think about it a lot and you're thinking about all the places that you want to go, but planning it can be overwhelming. You're like, where do I go? What do I do? How much will everything cost? Who do I travel with? And so, so, so much more. Although I can't tell you who to travel with, but I can do a bit of storytelling and can let you know about certain routes that I personally have taken. And perhaps they'll give you inspiration for whenever you do your own trip or any after-camp travels that you might take in the future. So sit down, have a cup of tea, enjoy working out, enjoy walking the dog, 
do whatever you do while you listen to this podcast, relax and listen to the story. So this week's episode, I'm talking about the American Northeast trip that I personally took. So I took this in the summer of 2015. This was after my second Canadian summer. And this trip lasted two weeks as I had two weeks off from my summer camp contract. Because that contract that year, I flew in in May, worked, opened up camp, worked the event season in June because we hire out to private rentals, worked the summer camp season. And then I had two weeks off before I had to return to camp on Labor Day in September to work the September month where we rented it out for events. So I had two weeks off to get out and explore. And this was kind of my vacation. That's how I viewed it personally. My vacation, my hard work, I can do what I want. I can see places I've never been before, explore and have a really, really, really good time. So I started in Toronto and I did Toronto, Niagara Falls, Washington, D.C., I did Pennsylvania, New York, Boston, and then came back to finish in Toronto. So the trip, like I said, was just over two weeks long, and I actually did this on a budget because, as we all know, camp is an amazing experience, but no one goes there for the money, right? And so the Toronto part of my trip and the Niagara Falls part of my trip was part of a bigger group of eight of us. And then the rest of the trip I did with one of my very, very, very close friends, Alex, and we did that together. It was a female male duo. So lots of places we went thought we were a couple, which actually made me feel a lot safer, even though we had more of a brother, sister vibe, best friend vibe. So that's the premise of our trip. So I'm going to, let's go into detail. So we get on a bus from camp that morning and get dropped off in Toronto. And that's where we have three nights in Toronto. I stayed in a hostel in Toronto and I stayed in a four bed dorm room. Breakfast was included in this accommodation. And I personally like it when breakfast is included because I like to stock up on food and make them snacks throughout the day, or maybe have a later breakfast and have a bit of a brunch. But it's a great way, especially because I was budgeting for this trip. It was just a great money saver. And we did a lot of things when we were in Toronto. I went downtown, we went to one of our favourite bars down there, a big group of us. Um, We went, a big group of us after camp was staying at the same hostel, about 30 of us. So one of the nights we just had a big gathering all together and that was really, really, really fun. One of the days actually was one of my favorite days and a group of us went downtown and we went to the Toronto Islands. And if you don't know what the Toronto Islands are, it's basically Toronto's version of a Central Park in the fact that just Off the south coast of Toronto, where Lake Ontario is, there is some islands there, just a shade off of the mainland. And 
It's a free island, beautiful vehicle-free island, sorry. It's filled with parks, restaurants, there's a beach there. There, It's a perfect spot to ride your bike, have a picnic, jump in the lake to have a swim on a hot day. And it's great. It's great for anybody on a budget. You can grab the ferry right off the subway line and they're about every 15 minutes and it was a hot day so we wanted to be by the water and just have a chill relaxing day and a group of eight of us went down there enjoyed the water enjoyed the lake and it was a great relaxing time we took a picnic with us with the stuff that we got from our breakfast (laughs) and just had a lot of time joking relaxing being with friends the views are stunning from the Toronto Islands. I just want to put that out there. The views are stunning. You, on the north side of the islands, you can turn around and you see the whole Toronto skyline, right from the Rogers Centre, which is like the Sky Dome, the baseball arena, to the CN Tower, to the skyscrapers, and it's just beautiful and definitely a really, really great photo opportunity. So that was our time in Toronto, three nights. And then the group of eight of us that traveled, we went down to our next stop, which was Niagara Falls. And we traveled down to Niagara Falls. We stayed one night in Niagara Falls. And this, we stayed in like a, just a days in. Like, cause let's face it, Niagara Falls is heavily dependent on the tourist industry. So finding a really cheap, hotel room is really easy to come by I'm not gonna lie and Niagara Falls is one of the wonders of the world the minute you hear that water cascading down it's it fills you up this I've never seen anything like that before so obviously when you're at Niagara you are gonna go on one of the boats you're gonna take a cruise up to the falls and experience it firsthand on the Canadian side, it's called the Hornblower River Cruise. That's the boat that you take. The Maid of the Mist is actually on the American side. And it's a boat cruise that takes you along the lake and gets you up and close and personal with the falls. You get a poncho, you will get wet, and it's truly an, a unique experience. You have to do it once in your life. You do. No matter if you're on a budget or not, you have to. You will here you will see you will even feel the water fall all around you and that's that is amazing the rest of niagara i would say if you've ever been to blackpool or skegness it does have that kind of vibe but it's corny and you have to play into the corniness to be honest (laughs) um there is like a casino there as well so nighttime fun you can go to the casino have some fun Lots of hotels have like free money for the casino because they want you to go in, they want you to spend your money. So that's kind of nice. If you are staying in Toronto, but you don't want to spend a night in Niagara, there are so many bus tours from Toronto that can take you there. And the bus tours are usually like a full day thing. You leave your accommodation, get picked up from your accommodation in the morning, drive the hour and a half, two hours, depending on traffic, down to Niagara do the boat trip, have some free time in Niagara, go to Niagara-on-the-Lake, which is a picturesque, gorgeous, beautiful little Victorian village right next door. 
and there's lots of wineries actually down there near Niagara and some of these bus tours might take you to one of those local wineries where you have a wine tour and that type of thing. So if you don't want to spend a night in Niagara, definitely look into some of the bus tours that take you there so you don't miss out on one of the wonders of the world. Believe me, you don't want to miss out. Now, this is where the travelness kind of hypes up. Because after Niagara, that's where the group of eight, the core eight of us split. And me and Alex go on our way into the States and everybody else goes back to Toronto. And we actually, from Niagara Falls, we took a Greyhound bus all the way down to Washington, D.C. Now, Washington, D.C. is about a 14-hour bus from Niagara Falls, so 16 Toronto to Washington, D.C. You do have to change buses in New York City at Penn Station. So that is, if if you know you have to do that, it's just something that you have to do. And we did that overnight. So saving money on our accommodation, we just paid for the bus because it was a lot cheaper than the train or a flight. And it was a lot cheaper than accommodation for one night. <laughs> and we took the overnight bus from Niagara Falls down to Washington, D.C. The bus ride is long, but if you prepare for it, you're fine. I did get some sleep on it. Top tip, if it's a double-decker coach bus, we slept on the top tier, and we slept in our seats. We picked the seats that was had nobody behind us. It had the stairwell behind you, so you had room to recline, but you didn't have anybody kicking the back of your seat waking you up. In my point of view, I've traveled on Greyhound buses a lot. That is top tier, like amazing, especially if it's for an overnight travel. So top trip there. We arrive at Washington DC at around 11 a.m. And we were really lucky. We actually met somebody at our camp that was living in Washington DC. So we stayed with them for four nights which was amazing because that's one of the fun things about going to summer camp, right? Meeting people from around the world and making friends with them. So when you are traveling, you can stay with them and vice versa. It was great, but again, living with people that you know comes with some downsides. For example, when we arrived at Washington DC at 11 a.m., our friend was in classes and didn't get out of class until 4 p.m. So we were hanging around Washington DC with our luggage for five hours. On a hot sunny day, we needed to shower. We just come off a 14 hour bus ride and we just wanted a shower to wake ourselves up a bit, but we couldn't, we had to wait. And that was just the give and take of staying with a friend. But when we first arrived in Washington, we went to the World War II Memorial. And out of everything in Washington, I think this was one of my favorite spots. So we picture it. We've just arrived at Washington, DC. It's about 26, 27 degrees. We have all of our luggage with us. 
We'd just come off a 14-hour bus ride and we're exhausted. And we walk to the World War II Memorial and it's a beautiful oval memorial with water in the middle with fountains. And we just walk over, sit down by the water, take our bags off and just sit there in silence, both of us. We sat there for an hour, not knowing the time, just looking around, just reflecting in the water. It's gorgeous. It's absolutely gorgeous. And then after an hour, we looked at each other and said, should we get something to eat? And we just went about a day. That was a truly special moment. Really, really special. Washington, D.C. is a great city, and I can't believe I'd never been there before until 2015. It is a great city for any budget traveler, I will say that, because all of the monuments and all of the Smithsonian-owned places are all free to enjoy. And to be honest, that, like, going to see the memorials takes up a day of your time anyway. Like, that's a whole day. You're walking around looking at the memorials, looking at everything. That's a day. And then the if you want to go to different museums, if you want to do the zoo, anything like that, that's all free. All free to enjoy, which is fantastic. So Washington, D.C. is definitely up there on my list. I did my research and I created my own personal walking tour of the memorials. So we didn't do like a top bus or anything like that because that costs money. So we walked the memorials ourselves and the monuments ourselves and we ventured over to the White House. We went over to the Capitol. We walked along the mile. Like, it's definitely a destination for anybody that enjoys history because there's tons of history in Washington, D.C. And for anybody that wants to see any of these amazing sites for this country. We, what did we do whilst we were there? We did tons of stuff as a two because the person that we were staying with had classes. Their school year had started. So they came out for us for dinner at night, but in the day it was just us. And so one of the days we did, we walked all around the monuments and we did that. One of the days we went to the zoo Smithsonian Zoo, and that was really, really nice. One of the days we walked over to Georgetown and walked along the couple of streets and checked in. To be honest, the reason why we went there is because Alex had his phone, and when he went swimming at the Toronto Islands, he left his phone in his pocket and it got damaged from the water. So we had to find an Apple shop, obviously. <laughs> um, so we could get his phone fixed. We did some of the museums. I know we did the Museum of American History. We did the Museum of Natural History. We really wanted to do one of the museums, but it wasn't open yet. They were renovating and it wasn't open yet. Um, But we had so much fun. And we saved a lot of money on those four nights at Washington. I can't believe how much money we saved, but we saved a lot, a lot of money. So any budget traveler, Washington DC, do it. Oh, and we also went to Arlington Cemetery, which was 
a very humbling, reflective, emotional place. But I, I would get like I would tell everybody go, like go, because that was great. Then from Washington D.C., we took another Greyhound and we drove the four hours to Philadelphia. So going from the new capital to the old capital, and we spent two nights in Philadelphia. So I had been to Philadelphia two summers prior. I stayed with friends that I met at my American summer camp experience and I did a day off at Philadelphia as well. So I felt like I knew the city, but it was still a good place because there was still some stuff that I hadn't done. So um, we booked an Airbnb when we stayed here because it gave you all the comforts that you needed to know um, but this is where our luck ran out. We didn't do our research properly because we were booking as we were going. So when we were in Washington DC, we booked our accommodation for Philly and we started planning the rest of our journey from there. And we booked an Airbnb, but we didn't realize that we only booked a private room. So we were sharing the rest of the Airbnb with the owner. Wasn't great, but the owner was fine, hardly ever there, but still, it wasn't like the best accommodation. And the area we were staying in was not a great area. Like it it took us a while to get into the city. So that was just a faux pas on us with our research and we were booking it quickly and we wanted the cheapest thing and we compromised on the area because we wanted a cheaper price. And that's something and we'll hold our hands up there. That's just something we did. I'm glad that I was staying with a male when I was doing this traveling, especially in this accommodation, because I don't think I would have felt safe if I was by myself or with another female. But that's just something I did. So we stayed there for two nights. So we only really had one day of exploring and seeing Philadelphia by the time we got into Philly it was sort of nighttime we wanted to find the accommodation and get settled and just chill because we had a busy 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 time but of course when you're in Philly you go and see the Liberty Bell you walk down you go to the love love park and have your picture took in front of like the love sculpture and of course you go down and you run those rocky steps and which are the steps of the Philadelphia Museum of Art. And of course, this is the tourist hotspot. This is what people are drawn to when they come to Philadelphia. And you run up those steps. I have a video of me filming my feet running up those steps. And I recreated the same picture that I took two years prior, which was really fun to do. And it's just part of the Philly culture there. Like, Rocky is an icon. So you have to do that. It is an entrance fee if you want to enter the museum, which we really didn't want to do. We were museumed out after Washington, to be honest. But we did walk around the gardens, walk around the grounds, and run the steps because that's all free. We also went to... Um, the market there in Philly. There's like an indoor market in Philly. Oh, I'm blanking on the name right now. Maybe it'll come to me. Maybe it'll come to me. 
but yeah we went there and that was really really fun and then we got on a greyhound and drove up to new york city so we drove the two hours to new york city and that was our next stop now i had been to new york before i feel like every time that i after summer camp i've gone to new york i've been drawn there but this was the first time that i've been there longer for a night or two nights which meant that i could do more exploring than other times that i've been so we were in new york for four nights and we stayed in a hostel we stayed in a two-bed dorm in manhattan just off of times square which was an ultimate destination and it was just me and Alex we shared a room and that was really nice I budgeted so heavily throughout the earlier part of the trip so that I could do the stuff in New York that I've been wanting to do for years so this included getting Broadway tickets me and Alex got tickets to go and see Les Mis on Broadway and that I, that was the first show I've ever seen on Broadway. I've seen tons of shows on the West End. And just things never worked out right for me to see one when I've been there before. So I was really lucky I got to do that. Uh, what else? We did so much. We went down to the High Line in the Meatpacking District. And this is a reclaimed like railway line turned into a green space on the west side of the island and it is a beautiful place it brings nature and it brings art all together on this elevated railway line and it's beautiful views and it just it makes you escape the meatpacking district and manhattan island and allows you to see a little bit of greenery which was really nice you could we went down to the finance district we went all the way down to the bottom to get a free Staten Island ferry and we did that to see Lady Liberty herself so you take the ferry over to Staten Island and you go right past Lady Liberty and then you just turn around line up ready to take the ferry back and it's for free and you can it's great rather than spending so much money we had a lunch at Bryant Park, which was really, really nice. And there's like local entertainment happening in Bryant Park as well. So it was like we were serenaded while we were eating. One of my school friends from back home in England was actually on an internship in New York City that summer. So when we were there, we met up with him he was also called Alex which was wild and we bought tickets to go and see New York City FC at Yankee Stadium and that was a highlight we bought like cheap tickets it was amazing the atmosphere was euphoric like I'd never been to Yankee Stadium before I've been to the Met Stadium but to see a little piece of home in football or as the Americans call it soccer um, with my friend from back home, with also a new amazing close friend that I'm traveling with, it was 
a great experience and it really made me feel like wow this is what traveling is all about finding slices of home wherever you are and that's kind of nice so we did that we also went to the one world trade center spot and we saw the 9-11 memorial but we also went up the one world tower up to the top and did that experience because that was new that year and it was remarkable to see this beautiful building be configured in a place of such tragedy and that was really moving as well so that was a moving like a really moving day but it's amazing when you go to New York you're always doing different things like all of those things that I'd done brand new experiences for me. I hadn't done those every time that I've been to New York prior. And that was really special. So, but New York was a place where it wasn't friendly on the budget. There were things that we could, that we did that were friendly-ish, but we budgeted so much prior that we, I allowed myself to spend on the things that I wanted to spend on. And I'm very, very, happy I did I don't regret anything so from New York City we took another Greyhound it's like this podcast is sponsored by Greyhound or something it's not but it could be we took a Greyhound bus which was six hours to Boston now we did this in the day we didn't do this overnight because we thought six hours was a little bit too short to do an overnight travel but we went to Boston and we spent three nights in Boston. We stayed in a hostel again and we had a private room this time. So it was me and Alex and we had a bathroom in our room. The hostel was great. It was in downtown Boston and Boston became a city that I didn't know I was gonna love so much. It really, truly surprised me. I was only going to Boston because I'd never been before. And I heard that it was good and lots of people suggested it. And I was like, oh, it never really crossed my mind, but maybe I'll go. So we were there in Boston and we did a lot of things. So we walked around Boston, we went up to Fenway Park, walked all the way around there, we walked back, we went to Samuel Adams Brewery and had a beer tour, (laughs) we also went to Harvard and walked around their grounds and saw how that university life is because it's so iconic we walked along the canal which was really really fun and like it's it was just beautiful we walked we went to Boston Common which is a gorgeous park you can definitely see the British influences in that city 100% and that was pretty we took a ferry boat we wanted to go and see some of the islands off the coast because that's what Boston is like known for right We did want to go to Cape Cod, but our time frame and our budget just didn't allow us to go that far, which was a really big shame. 
we wanted to do Martha's Vineyard, but we couldn't. Um, so instead we took a ferry out to one of the islands off the coast and we saw some of the islands out there, which was pretty nice. And seeing the ferry, you got to see the skyline on the way back. We also saw the Boston like tea party boat, huge, huge, huge thing. That was incredible to see. That's just docked up on the side. Like, what up? We're here. And this boat is like hundreds of years old. And that's like wild that that's like part of their dock, right? So it really is full of history and amazingness. And it was a walkable city. It really is a walkable city and it has a great atmosphere and it's filled with beautiful architecture and luscious green spaces. And you could understand why people suggested it to us. It's on right on the Atlantic coastline and it's littered with islands. And it is, it's a great, it is a great city. And we spent three nights there and we could have, I could have happily stayed a lot longer, but I'm happy that we, that we spent that much time here. Now, that was my whole trip from Boston. We took an overnight bus all the way back to Toronto, which took around 16 hours. Um, so it was a long, long bus trip back. And it was very tiring. But going from city to city can be expensive. And a lot of your money can be zapped by just transport alone so I'm happy and I don't regret that we traveled by Greyhound everywhere I don't regret it like it's not pretty traveling by bus it's tiring it's time consuming but travel overnight is my top tip you kill two birds with one stone you get to the destination you want for cheap and you save money on accommodation and you don't waste daylight where you could be exploring and sightseeing. But if you are a light sleeper, it might not be the best for you. Like if you have trouble sleeping, if you need to be comfortable, you might get a sore neck or sore back dependent on how you fall asleep on the bus. But don't be afraid to do it just because you wanna sleep in a bed. Sometimes it's okay one or two nights you sleep on an overnight bus that's okay it's just it'll make you more of a storyteller honestly honestly now i know this is what you've all been waiting for how much did this trip cost so just over two weeks and the whole trip accommodation food activities travel cost me I was still able to tick off things off my list that I've been wanting to do for years, like bucket show items, like going to see a Broadway show. I was able to see so many sightseeing icons. When you think of New York, you think of Times Square, Broadway Show, Central Park, 
when you think of Philadelphia, you think of the Liberty Bell and things like that. When you think of Washington, D.C., you think of the monuments, you think of everything. When you think of Boston, like think of all those things that you think of when you think of the places I went. I did my research. I was smart with my money and I planned what I, what I wanted to do with my time. I found some deals. I used money saving tips to help my money stretch further. And I had an amazing amazing trip. I could never recreate that route ever again because I would always compare it to that trip that I took back in 2015. But it's great inspiration for anybody who wants to travel after camp or who wants to just do a road trip around America. It is a fantastic, fantastic trip. So please let me know in the DMs where have you traveled after camp. I want to hear your stories. I love hearing different places and getting inspiration for my next trip. I can't wait to hear all about your summer 2023 stories. They're going to be amazing. Hopefully we can get some of you on the podcast because that would be super cool. Hear about your trips, any stories that you might want to tell. But yeah, follow me on my socials. I'm at Brit in the Six on all of my social media. And thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time.